0: ladies and gentlemen good morning it is time for fantasy daily thank you so much for starting off kicking off your monday morning here with me your host nathan paswell what an exciting Sunday. What a crazy amount of up and down. So many different things. A little bit of a stagnant week, actually, if you ask me. A little bit of a more down week. A little bit more excitement that we were hoping for. We really didn't get it. Detroit Minnesota delivered. That was exciting. My um, New England and Baltimore was actually pretty exciting. Um, but a lot of down games that we expected to be exciting that really didn't turn out to be exciting that we were looking for. So... A lot of takeaways this week. Please, if you are joining me for the first time, please excuse my appearance. I am in my apartment, and it is very, very cold, and I am unwilling to turn on the heat yet because oil... Do you know how much oil is? Do you know how much oil is? All right. Just just bear with me for today. For my podcast listeners, I am in a zip up sweatshirt and I got a beanie on and I got like my arms tucked in my sleeves because I am freezing here but I am not ready to turn my oil on yet because oil's so goddamn expensive this time. Right now I mean I gotta get a I mean I have stuff in my tank. I'm not saying there's nothing in my tank but I'm not willing to go through it yet. Not willing to burn through it yet. We can put on a sweatshirt. I'm that old dad. I'm the old dad who's like you can put on a sweatshirt and a beanie you're fine which I'm clearly not (laughs) fine. I'm rubbing my hands together and tucking. Maybe I will put on the heat tonight. But anyway, a lot of big game stuff this week, a lot of good takeaways. We, of course, have my lineup of the week that I got a little bit more of a bounce back this week. Not the best week. I thought I was going to win out this week. If you saw me on, uh, if you checked out the lineup of the week show on Sunday, uh, yesterday, you would have thought that I thought I was going to, you know, pick the whole thing. I was going to make all W's here. But we lost some, so let us start today with our lineup of the week, and then we will go game by game. I will fly through those and give you my immediate takeaways, my immediate reactions, because we still want to wrap this up on a half an hour. That way you guys can start your week off. Start your day off with some fantasy football. I remember before starting Fantasy Daily, I used to always think to myself every Monday morning on my drive into work, I was like, man, nobody's made a show Sunday night into Monday morning. They would make different shows, but it was just kind of coverage. There was really no fantasy football you know, how does somebody feel about my player today? You know, the immediate reaction. What are they thinking? You know what I mean? So I remember watching all the fantasy shows that I like being like, you know, what are they thinking directly after the game? And all you really had was some tweets about Debo Samuel or something. And that's not, I don't know how much I can do. I don't even have Debo Samuel. <laughs> um, so, so let us get into it. We will talk about my lineup of the week. I am currently sitting at 11 and 15 after this week. So we bounce back from seven and 11. Um, not the best, not the best, but I think I need to tweak my stats a little bit here because I'm holding myself to a high standard. My tight end of the week this week was Tyler Higby. He scores 10, 10, which is a W. If you picked him up and you put him in your lineup, not many great tight ends this week. So I think we're gonna we're gonna change the rules for like the the players is where they have to finish, whether it be like top 20, top 25 or something like that because right now I have them at point totals, right? So right now if you're a tight end, you have to score at least 12 in my lineup in the week in order to be considered a W. But only like four tight ends so far scored 12 points. So that's not fair. Mine's technically a W, but I have to mark it as an L because those are the scoring formats that I chose at the beginning of the season. So even though I'm 11-15, I feel my record doesn't reflect exactly how good we've been this year. But anyway, we will change that as we go forward. Let's start off with my quarterback start of the week. It was Kirk Cousins. He gets 18.3 with the W, but a very dumb play at the end we will talk about. Miles Sanders, I put him in here as Mike Sanders. Mike's Sanders, actually. Um, 5.4 in this one. The game really went passing. Jalen Hurts looks passing happy this one, which looked nice. So that's an L on Miles Sanders. I took a cheap one with Derrick Henry on the bounce back. You get the W with 25 points from Derrick Henry this week. Adam Thielen and DK Metcalf I had on both bounce back games. Both of them had a touchdown. Both of them with the bounce back. Very happy about that. Tyler Higby, we already talked about. My kicker, Austin Siebert. He had seven points. So technically that is an L because we take kicker. We say you have to score at least 10 points in order to be considered a W in the lineup of the week. But seven off of the waiver wire. Come on, man. That's not terrible. That's not awful. You know, he did better than Tyler Bass today. And I have Tyler Bass in like all my leagues. So Austin Siebert would have been a W for me. But technically by scoring format, it is a L. Um, Now the Saints defense who I picked going up against Carolina. Baker Mayfield and them played a lot better than I thought, and the Saints defense played a lot worse than I thought. So that is an L, bringing me to 11 and 15. I still have Noah Brown tomorrow for the Cowboys, hopefully bringing me to 12 and 15. Just need him to score those 12 points, and I think Cooper Rush is good for that. So let us get into it. Let us start powering away, and this is the part of the show where I'm going to start screaming through stuff. Maybe not screaming because I am also trying to take into consideration that it is morning time. Morning time, very dark out, very sleepy. I got to go to work soon. Very sleepy. Let us start. New Orleans and Carolina, 14 to 22. Carolina takes it away. The Panthers' defense beat up on New Orleans in this one to bring them to one and two. CMC with another middling game, but you're still hanging in there. So CMC, the you know all the managers who paid up for him in the first round might be a little bit defeated. If you could trade uh, CMC. To get somebody like DeAndre Swift and a wide receiver one, I absolutely would do that because CMC, I do believe, will stay middling for a long time besides having a couple big upside games. Um, but he is super consistent, so therefore I'm not trying to trade him. But if you can trade up and get yourself some good pieces and, you know, sell CMC high on that, then I absolutely will because he has been super consistent. I don't want to get rid of him, but I'm willing to trade him off of the name just my nature i'm always willing to trade somebody depending on the value that i'm getting in return uh dj moore who we said on the tiktok live if you guys join me this weekend i appreciate all the love on that tiktok live that was my best live so far i think i had seven thousand likes on that one i appreciate y'all so for somebody like me it was very humbling i appreciate you all hanging out i had like 200 viewers who hung out for a while and you know that felt good that felt cool it was cool for you guys to hang out with me i put a lot of work into that Uh, so DJ Moore, who we said on that live to avoid, uh, he disappoints too. So hopefully you did avoid him. LaVisca gets the day on his long touchdown, but no looks there. Um, he's probably going to be a name that you hear a lot on waiver wires where people talk about, no way I'm out on that one. No chance. Uh, Kamara was active for this game, but he does disappoint. Ingram grabs the touchdown and a fumble, uh, for Kamara to really disappoint. They both scored just about the same exact thing. So Kamara disappoints after the, uh, Um, rib injury but I do believe that you're still rolling with Kamara going forward you're still going to keep playing him he's going to be a big part of this offense Uh, Michael Thomas I think headed out for a little bit in that one we haven't gotten an injury uh, updates the whole injury update I haven't gotten the whole injury update that I wanted to go through that I'll go through tomorrow Um, but Michael Thomas okay good to go was back in the game so Um, Houston at Chicago Houston 20 Chicago 23 Almost Houston, so dang close, and if it wasn't for that end zone interception from Davisville's, they might have been able to pull this off. The big takeaway from this game, though, has to be, you know who I'm going to talk about, Damian Pierce, my man Damian Pierce with 18 points in this one PPR, or full PPR, finally back, I hope you held on to him, I didn't, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I'm in some leagues where I needed to space, um, so I didn't, and I hope you did hang on to him, but he is going to be a huge running back edition in this waiver class uh this week coming up. And I'm very, very excited because Damian Pierce is actually going to fall to the running back two waiver ad and probably fall to the running back two waiver ad in favor of the number one running perceived running back one waiver ad, and that is Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert absolutely exploded after David Montgomery went down. Now, we don't know the extent of David Montgomery's injury. He's currently day-to-day. Tomorrow we will talk about uh, uh, on the show and the extent of his injury, how long it takes. But Khalil Herbert likely will be involved when Montgomery comes back because of how explosive he was in this game against Houston. I know it's Houston. It's not the best, you know, rush defense, but at the same exact time. With that explosiveness, Chicago is probably going to need him They're going to want to get him involved. He is a big reason that they won this game today, so they're not going to stray away from him. So I do believe that Khalil Herbert will kind of take the focus away from Damian Pierce in the waivers. As far as long-term value, I think Damian Pierce has the best long-term value. So I do like the fact that Khalil Herbert will probably get picked up before him in waivers. Damian Pierce is my number one waiver wire ad, whereas Khalil Herbert will probably be the number one waiver wire ad everywhere else. Um, Very excited to acquire either one. Lord knows we're all dying at running back. Lord knows I'm dying at running back. So either one that you could acquire, good news for you if you need a running back. Um, not much to speak of on the wide receivers here. Very down game with Cooks, which is unfortunate. He got the uh, targets in this one, but just not the receptions. Um, so unfortunately, Houston, even though they had 20 points, the touchdown doesn't come to Cooks. And he kind of disappoints. But I'm still rolling him out just about every week. Seven points isn't going to destroy you, but it still disappoints you and makes you sad. "It Kansas City and Indianapolis, 17-20, to and wow, wow, Kansas City. This was just sloppy, weird. Remember when we were talking about how Patrick Mahomes and them looked like the best team, you know, even talking about Buffalo week one, we were talking about Buffalo and Kansas City. We were like, Kansas City might be the best team. Buffalo might be the best team. Well, we can't call you that anymore when you lose to Indianapolis, and Buffalo lost this week too, but they didn't lose like Kansas City did. Seemed like Kansas City was just not on the same page today. A lot of sloppy plays, just not ready. Patrick Mahomes fighting with Eric Bieniemy on the sidelines. They don't look like they're on the same page, and they didn't really recover from that. Indy took advantage. Two botched special team plays early for Kansas City, and it just never really got right after those two botched plays. So they moved well into the red zone, but for them to come up short was very disappointing. Clyde Edwards-Alaire himself, though, he keeps it going. Big name that I've been talking about a lot, so I hope you guys are on the train with me. TikTok was a little bit torn. TikTok's a little bit left and right on me with when it comes to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know the usage isn't there. I understand. That's why we're scared off of him, but that's why I'm staking my claim in that and saying that even though the usage is low, I do believe that you can trust him any given week. He's super effective in the red zone. He seems to be one of the best targets that they have in the red zone, and they're going to keep rolling with him, and I think that you, too, should be keep you should keep rolling with him. Uh, Juju Smith has a decent game. He's going to have better games in the future, um, and, uh, you know, Mikko Hardman, my— You know, hope that he was going to be one of the guys. No, when it came down to it, Juju Smith was the guy. Keep rolling with Juju Smith. Uh, Pittman comes through for for you on this touchdown. It would have been. uh, I'm sorry. Pittman comes through for you on this one. The touchdown really would have been nice, but Pittman does have you know the appeal in this one, um, and he's going to keep it rolling. So you keep rolling him out there. Uh, JT was another okay game. Okay, now I've already gotten a lot of the comments. Let me take a sip of water for this one because I think we need to uh, bring this up. I got the wrong screen on this one. There we go. YouTube Advertisement. Subliminal. Anyway, I've got a lot of comments already. And I've already seen it in my leagues. People talking. I think I need to trade JT. Dang, who wants to trade me for JT? I'll take a wide receiver one for JT. It's not even cold yet, guys. It's not even cold yet. And Indianapolis plays inside. I understand the running back appeal right now. It's sad. It's still nice out. They're still... Look, Miami and Buffalo today, they had players who were going out and sitting out long durations of time because of heat stroke. It's still hot out. It's still slinging time for the quarterbacks, all right? Don't look at JT as somebody that you need to move on from or that you need to get running back, you know, return for right now. I have another player that we're going to talk about, same Exact Appeal, uh, later on in the show, but JT is right there. Do not trade JT. Do not trade JT. Unless you can get a Cooper Cup and a running back, do not trade JT. Do not trade JT. I've already heard the rumblings and it just stop. Stop it. Stop sending me those comments. I'm going to I'm going to post you on TikTok so everybody can see and the way that I get roasted for CD Lamb, you'll get roasted for JT. Do not trade Jonathan Taylor unless you're getting an amazing upside. Don't. Don't. All the questions that I've seen, all the doubt that I've seen, stop it. Stop it with the JT tilt right now. Stop it or trade him to me or trade him to me. That's a different, that's also a possibility that you can trade him to me. So Kansas City gets beat by Indianapolis. Very worrisome, but I do expect Kansas City to come back. Don't worry about it. It's that one week off. Who cares? Next game, we're talking about Miami and Buffalo. Miami 21, Buffalo 19. People would say it's the upset, but some of us expected this, or some of us not expected this, but at least considered it. We were like, don't be surprised if Miami wins this game. And it does happen. Division rivals, they really know each other. So division games are always a different beast when it comes to these teams. So anytime. You have a team like this going up against each other. You can kind of see the writing on the walls. They're both high-powered offenses. They play each other a lot. So don't count either one out in any of these games. Buffalo defense, obviously very great defense, but the Miami offense was very, very good. Now, my biggest takeaway, I know it's not my business on this show, but I feel like I do need to bring it up as somebody who likes to report on fantasy and football itself. Uh, Tua should absolutely not have been let in that game. So let back in that game. So I don't know what your opinion is on sports and safety and all that, but when you see a guy getting up off the field and he looks like he just got rocked out of a boxing match, uh, then yeah, maybe don't play him in that game. Um, so I know you're playing a division rival, but shaving years off to a tag of Iloa's life is probably not the, f- I almost swore there. It's probably not the solution. So you can see that I feel passionately about the fact that they put him back in the game. Um, I, I like Tua. I want him to play. I hope Miami's, you know, doing well. I hope is doing well and everything, but I just think that risk averse and when we're talking about safety, what, what else do you have to do to say, you know, that dude probably shouldn't be playing right now? You know, never mind. It just, I don't know. Concussion protocol seems like a joke, so I don't want to say too much on that. I wasn't prepared to make that argument, but concussion protocol really seems like a joke. I don't understand how Tua was allowed to get back onto that field. Um, even if he was like, hey, I'm good to go. That's not up to you. That's not up to you. Um, So Miami's defense steps up big time in this game. They used to secure the big win to overthrow the number one ranked NFL team. And can we please start giving Miami some credit because they keep doing it and everybody's looking at it like, well, Tua's got Waddle and Hill. Yeah, well, Tua just did it almost without Hill. Now, Tua went 18 for 18, no turnovers. Um, And after leaving for what looked like a scary hit, they get the job done. So the big game goes to Devin – I'm sorry. Um, The big game goes to Devin Singletary as far as fantasy points. But while we're talking about – Miami, Chase Edmonds has a two-touchdown game on the ground. He gets the goal line work, but they were moving well. They were moving the ball well. Hill has a bust game, and Waddle seems to be coming the wide receiver one for Tua, and you can kind of trust him as the wide receiver one for that team going forward as who is going to be the most consistent, who is going to be the guy that you can rely on most. It seems Hill will have these up-and-downs games almost like a Mike Williams player, except Hill will have a little bit more consistency than Mike Williams. Um, but I do believe that looking at this team, you're going to keep rolling with Waddle. You're going to keep Edmonds a little bit kind of higher than some of the streamers that are out there. He can fit into your match. Um, Buffalo side of the ball. Like we said, Devin Singletary gets the big game. He had nine receptions and the touchdown game, so a massive through-the-air game for him. He was the main back again, so he is definitely the main back in Buffalo, probably for the duration of the season or until further notice. Um, The big story before that, I just totally excuse me sorry <laughs> the uh um the big t- story going into the game was what was going to happen with gabe davis was he going to be limited was he going to be you know full force out there was he even going to be active so we saw it in there gabe davis was limited i was saying if gabe davis is in there you start him unfortunately he had a disappointing game isaiah mckenzie has the big game off of that gabe davis still had some targets but didn't lead the team in targets or anything Um, And he had a touchdown that was dropped in the back of the end zone. So if he had that, we'd be having a different conversation right now, and Buffalo might have won that game. But Isaiah McKenzie has the big games, and he should be rostered. But I do believe a lot of this was based off Gabe Davis being kind of limited in this game. So with Gabe Davis being limited in this game, I'm very hesitant to put Isaiah McKenzie any higher than I had him before. Um, But I do think that he should be rostered. So it really depends on how your line, uh, how your league is formatted and how deep you are uh bench but I think Isaiah McKenzie is somebody that you should be looking at, especially if you are wide receiver needy. Uh Stefan Diggs also had a fine game. Nothing to write home about, but he put he puts it up there for you and you, you know keep rolling on with Stefan Diggs. Now another game moving on. Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota takes it by eight points. Detroit, Jared Goff with a very last-minute decision that was absolutely silly. So actually, it wasn't Kirk Cousins at the top of the show where I said Kirk Cousins made a very great mistake. I was thinking about the quarterback on the other side of the field. It was Jared Goff. He ends the game with a Hail Mary kind of deep bomb throw, and, like, the camera pans over there, and you're like, oh, my God, maybe. And then when the camera gets over there, there's four Vikings in one lion and there was nobody close so it was just like one of those you could put a funny sound effect to it where it's like oh my god (laughs) like there was nobody over there what were you throwing to so the interception at the end of the game just kind of whatever throw it up there let's all go home we lost anyway so golf ends the game doing golf things just absolutely silly uh deandre swift has his first down game because jamal williams pops off Somebody out there. There are leagues out there where people are going to be sick to their stomach watching the Jamal Williams game with the double vulture. Jamal Williams absolutely popped off in this one. So people are going to be looking at DeAndre Swift going, well, that's going to happen again. I am no way in heck am I taking any demerits to DeAndre Swift at all. I'm not moving him down in my lineup. I'm not moving him down in my roster. I mean, uh, rankings. I mean, um, I'm still all in on DeAndre Swift. So if you can capitalize on this week and go and get DeAndre Swift, I absolutely will. Jamal Williams is a great team player. They're going to want him involved um, in some point, but I still believe DeAndre Swift to be that guy and have that massive upside. So if you can trade for DeAndre Swift, um, I know I sound like I'm over the moon about him, so you can go trade everything for him, obviously, based on your team structure, trade what you can't, but if you can get DeAndre Swift into your running back lineup, I absolutely think that you should. Uh, Josh Reynolds leads the Lions in uh, yards and takes the bigger game. Amon Ra had an okay day after he has the scare going out. You keep rolling him out as a running back one, a wide receiver one. TJ Hawkinson snuck in as the T with the touchdown. He's going to stay right there in the streamer cut category where you are chasing the touchdown, and that is about all. So Hawkinson, for the players who do have him, I do believe that you can drop him to pick up a Gerald Everett or a Tyler Higbee or whatever it may be on any given week. Um, so TJ Hawkinson for me, streamer for the rest of the day. Uh, Another get down game for uh, Justin Jefferson, but that's okay. The touchdowns go the way of uh, Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne. Nice to see Thielen finally get the points there. Nice to see him, you know, finally get some points to match his targets for the last few weeks. So trade him away or keep him in your flex accordingly, you know, decide which games you want to play him in. Um, This was a great, great, great great game script for Adam Thielen. So that's why I was all over him this week. Um, But if you can capitalize and trade off of this for Adam Thielen, I absolutely would. Um, because I don't think he's going to have the consistency that we were hoping he would have. Um, and obviously, don't worry about JJ. jet You keep throwing JJ jet out there. Or two bad weeks in a row for JJ. jet maybe you can trade for him. Um, big story of the game, though. Cook leaves with an arm injury. And we will see what the extent of that injury is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Alexander Madison has a touchdown after that for the amount of people that played him. And FanDuel, they are happy, but that is it. Uh, Baltimore and New England moving on. We have Baltimore 37, New England 26, and a scary sight at the end of the game as Mac Jones comes out of the game, like, screaming. They carry him into the, the locker room area, and he's, like, screaming agony, crying almost. Uh, and then they're saying that it might be a high ankle sprain and that uh, all the x-rays were negative. So looks like Mac Jones is going to be okay, but for the heart attack that he gave us when he was walking off the field... Um, it was right after the interception, though. So it was kind of like, do uh, you just throw an interception and be like, ah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just <laughs> So a scary sight, Mac Jones is going to be okay, even though it looked like he was in quite a bit of pain. Um, so not sure how, uh, I, it's, I don't want him to tease anybody. I'm not a football player, but I've seen how people say they have high ankle sprains before. Maybe it's a little bit worse than a high ankle sprain, but I've never seen anybody react like that on a field and kind of scare us to the point where we thought his season was over. He shattered something. Then they're like, hey, it's a high ankle sprain. You know what I mean? So I don't want to tease anybody. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but come on, guy. Uh, So, yeah, scary sight there. Uh, End of the game for Mac Jones, showing a great deal of distress, unable to put any weight on his leg. But they're saying that it's going to be day-to-day. We'll see what's up with Mac Jones. He might head to IR if it is a high ankle sprain, though. High ankle sprain is four weeks, so we will see. Uh, Lamar Jackson pops off in this one for, for what should be the number one QB performance of the week. Um, Baltimore running backs an obvious bust again. So nothing to talk about there. If you started JK Dobbins this week, you should be following fantasy daily. Um, to, for me to tell you to not start them ever. Duvernay and Bateman. They do not get it done from the, uh, from the standpoint today, but, uh, tight ends took away the touchdowns. So Devin Duvernay, Bateman, I'm still rolling them out there just about every week. The tight ends get the, uh, touchdowns today. Andrews lightened it up against the New England interior. Huge day for him with two touchdowns. Devontae Parker absolutely goes nuts on the New England side of the football. He gets five receptions without Myers. No touchdown, but 156 yards on five receptions. So an absolutely unstoppable day from Devontae Parker. Stevenson and Harris. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson and what is a rare day for the New England Patriots running backs. They both had solid starts, which usually never happens Both of them had solid starts. I am still avoiding in the future. Cincinnati at the Jets. Cincinnati 21, the Jets 12. So since he continues to struggle despite the win, it's the Jets. So not an impressive win to me, but they still struggle to win in this one. The O-line is not what we thought it was going to be in the offense. So this is very, very scary for me. So Chase sneaks in a touchdown to save his day. Boyd with a massive day on a lot of benches. Uh, for Tyler Boyd, T Higgins took a scary shot at the beginning of the game was somehow able to keep playing and he has a decent day as well so Cincinnati has a decent day with all three excuse me all three uh wide receivers Joe Mixon not really a great day but Cincinnati right now my biggest takeaway is that you can trust the wide receivers but not really much anything else Joe Mixon looks unfortunate right now um It's just I can't say that I want to move away from Joe Mixon. I want to play him, but it's hard for me to not rank him kind of where I rank like a James Conner appeal right now, where I'm not surprised when the down games come. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really not surprised now with Joe Mixon when the down games come. And that's as somebody who had Joe Mixon pretty high in his rankings going into the beginning of the season. So disappointing day for Joe Mixon. But you kind of have to keep rolling with him because you really don't have any trade appeal that's going to be worth getting rid of him um, for what you're going to get for him and what the upside he has is. So uh, we're closing in the 24-minute mark. Where am I on my Spotify? We've got 24 minutes there. So we're going to move on here, kind of keep it rolling. So the, tight, uh, the wide receivers to keep rolling with in Cincinnati. Michael Carter disappoints on this one as Flacco uh, tried to pass to the wide receivers more, but still 11 targets to Brees Hall. Um, more... Uh, more carries for Carter so both of them still involved both of them the dual threat the uh, wide receiver was a little bit more involved Garrett Wilson takes a scary shot today as well a lot of scary shots today whips his head around he goes up but he comes back uh, he goes out he comes back has an okay day but he has solidified that he has breakout potential so Garrett Wilson definitely has breakout potential I want to keep him on my lineup he has great upside great flex appeal Um, and the Michael carter Brees Hall angle. If you guys are looking at him, keep rolling them out there because it's not going to be every day that that Joe Flacco um, gets to pass or feels good to pass to the wide receivers. He's going to keep peppering those running backs quite a bit. Las Vegas at Tennessee. Tennessee gets the win, the battle of the most inept quarterbacks. Oh, my God. How bad? Uh, This was one of those games where I was like, all right, cool. Maybe we'll see these guys get right. No, it was boring. It was a snooze fest. Lame. Uh, Matt Collins with a big day today. Now he needs to be paid attention to. So, Mac Hollins with two big games in a row. I do believe that when Hunter Renfro comes back, you will take a look at Mac Hollins. Now, a lot of questions I got today were about Darren Waller. A lot of the questions that I saw actually they didn't really come to me um, were about Darren Waller and what we should be doing with Darren Waller. I'm staying in the I'm staying kind of where I am with Darren Waller because there's really not much upside that you can get. I'm, he's not in the TJ Hawkinson era for me uh, area for me where I'm like, all right, I don't want to. I'm wondering if I should move on from this guy, anything like that. Darren Waller's still going to have consistency. He's still going to have great upside. I'm going to keep rolling with Darren Waller if I picked him. Tight end's a hard thing to come by, um, and you just kind of keep rolling him out there because the day that you do bench him is going to be the day that he doesn't have or he does have a great game. So keep rolling with Darren Waller in there. Josh Jacobs uh, showing up today, him and Devontae Adams had a good one. 14 points after being away this week for Josh Jacobs. So that was great. Derrick Henry, the big story for me out of Tennessee because there wasn't anything else to talk about out of Tennessee uh Derrick Henry is back baby very very excited nice bounce back game for him hopefully you were able to trade low for him last week to put him onto your team this week because it is not even close to winter yet and that is when Derrick Henry and wide running backs go crazy Philadelphia and Washington Philadelphia absolutely collapses Washington see this now I'm starting to warm up it's cold I got the beanie now but now that I'm moving I'm starting to warm up here Washington collapses today under Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is steamrolling on all fronts. Watch out for Hurts because he is really playing amazing. My biggest takeaway from this game is how good Hurts looked throwing this week. He looked very confident. Obviously, Devontae Smith explodes. He was on everybody's bench, but he has 169 yards, 12 targets, eight receptions, and the touchdown for Devontae Smith. So he absolutely goes off. A.J. Brown also has a great game. Jalen is feeling it right now. So that's why Miles Sanders had the down game. Jalen Hurts was feeling it throwing. He was running a little bit. So Jalen Hurts on fire, one of our favorite quarterbacks going into the year that we talked a lot a lot. Keep rolling, Jalen Hurts, out there. Um, On the Washington side of the ball, Jahan Dotson is the one to disappoint in a down game, but I am holding on to him. I'm not willing to drop him yet. I do believe these three wide receivers and great game scripts can be used. McLaurin and Samuel coming through. Samuel continues to lead in targets. Like we said, he'll be the wide receiver one on that team. Gibson has the garbage time touchdown to save the fantasy day for you. You keep rolling him out there because you don't want to play McKissick at all. I got a lot of McKissick questions this week. No, don't want anything to do with McKissick. Opening up the 4 o'clock window now, got a few more minutes. I'm going to try to steamroll through these. My Spotify listeners, you are at the 28-minute mark, which means you got two more minutes until I get enough followers that I can do an hour podcast. and well, not even do the hour podcast, but just open up that kind of overlap just in case I run over the half an hour mark because is a lot to cover. So Jacksonville, with the big upset, they don't just upset. They steamroll over the Chargers who couldn't get anything going today, and we're going to attribute it to Herbert, clearly not at 100%. Given it his best effort, but they were kind of, you know, catering to that a little bit. And Jacksonville really just took advantage and ran with the game. Jacksonville, Tyler uh, T-Law has a great fantasy outing, 25 points for him. J-Rob coming through. Um, he had a good game. Uh, ETN had some good deep league appeal the game, uh, in this one. So if you have good game scripts for Travis ETN, you can take a look at him. The Jacksonville wide receiver showing up today. Zay Jones takes the day on 11 targets, so he will be a hot waiver ad this week. But my man Kirk still going strong, like I've been saying. He is a wide receiver one. Keep rolling him out as a wide receiver one. On the other side of the ball, Mike Williams having a down week. That is what he does. Don't worry about it. Keep rolling him out. If you have that flex play that you can play in there, but White Williams has that wipe Williams, Mike Williams has that upside, so keep on playing Mike Williams. Gerald Everett, disappointing outing, but I will keep rostering him. I will keep playing him. When Keenan Allen and Herbert are good to go, which they should be next week, we should be rolling with Gerald Everett, Mike Williams. Everything should be fine and right in the world. Mike Williams will still have those down games, but have massive upside. Um, and Austin Eckler down game. So if you could target Ex- Eckler, do that, but he has Mr. Consistency. I'm really not going to move away from him. If I do not have to, I want to keep rolling with him. Mr. Consistency has great upside winter is coming. Uh, Rams in Arizona Rams taking this one in another snooze fest. It's another game of what we thought was going to be something special, but it was just a football game uh cup had a good outing score uh the announcers were really loving skaronic in that one you would have thought this dude went off for 35 points but he puts up four for 66 so an okay game you would have thought he was going off though um but alan robinson disappears a little bit in this